0: Welcome to the My Risk Advisor podcast. This podcast is for anyone in the Australian financial planning ecosystem with a focus on life risk insurance. Whether you're a seasoned advisor or just starting out, I think you'll get heaps of value at this podcast. I'm your host, Phil Thompson, and I'm a life risk insurance specialist, and you're listening to My Risk Advisor. Hey there, welcome to the My Risk Advisor podcast. Today, I've got Brett Wright from Lifebit and we have a chat about uh, the technology solution that he is building to fix life insurance advice. So, it's a really exciting solution. So, I ask him about why he's building it, how he's going um, and it'd be a really good chat. We can't do this podcast without the help of Zurich and OnePath. So, I just want to start by saying thank you to Zurich and OnePath. Zurich and OnePath are your partners in life and are also proud supporters of the My Risk Advisor podcast. Thanks for joining me, Brett. So let's start off with the question, what is Lifebit? Okay, so
1: the, the easiest way that I can explain it is um, or how I explain it to people outside the industry. If you think about what accounting was before Xero came along, archaic systems, clunky processes, heaps of paper shuffling, Zero came along, one digital platform end-to-end client, accountant, ATO. Um, that's what LifeBit is for, for life insurance. So an end-to-end, 100% digital risk advice platform from referrals to new advice to renewals, reviews and ongoing service and even claims as well, all in the one platform. So um, the, what we're delivering is, is a, you know, advisor-led, technology-driven uh, risk advice platform uh, that can cut costs to serve up to 90%. We've got renewals, reviews, and uh, ongoing servicing clicks, not ours. And um, yeah. also that efficient piece around
0: referrals and claims too. Awesome. And, and so, you know, you've been, I've had you on the podcast before, but, but who are you to build this? Yeah, uh, yeah
1: so I'm a risk advice specialist, um, 15 years plus industry experience. Um, you know, smallest clients, you know, apprentices, single parents through to largest client. Uh, billion dollar company that we do their key person insurance needs for and the insurances of the directors and yeah deeply passionate about technology and being more efficient and uh, I was looking at the trajectory of the industry um, after successfully developing technology for some public listed companies in in the sector um, we were just looking at the trajectory of the industry and in our own advice business we needed the cost to serve and the compliance risk issues fixed and you know looking short medium long term if uh we've got a vested interest in this with 35 years to run or 30 years to run until retirement and, and we need to, need to get that problem fixed.
0: And so, and so, yeah, why did you decide to, to build out Lifebid? So,
1: our existing technology solutions made it really easy for accountants, mortgage brokers, general insurance brokers to um, refer, educate and refer their clients for life insurance advice, um, whether it be at a tax return a general insurance renewal or after a refinance, um, it was really, really successful. But the advice practices that were um, benefiting from that process, uh, the cost to serve and the compliance risk again was just too high and they just couldn't keep up with the demand for the advice. Um, in our own practice, like we want to grow and scale our life risk advice offerings, but that cost to serve and the compliance risk means that it's not feasible to do so. So, yeah, the reason why is to is to fix life insurance advice. That's that's the issue. It's fundamentally yeah. broken at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, as as we know as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, you kind of you skirted over that, but you, you'd already built a system to. Um, Make referrals into your business much more system, like you know, systematized.
1: Yeah, that's right. No
0: systematized, <laughs> systemized, <don't> yep. <laughs> yeah, systemized. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So, you already built that software. You were on selling that to other advisors to build a more efficient system for referrals. Exactly right. Yeah, so I was effectively integrating
1: um, life insurance advice into accountants, GI brokers, mortgage brokers, businesses. um, That was going really well. So 36% of the consumers or the clients who interacted with our system through their accountants, mortgage broker, or GI broker said, yes, I'd like to review my life insurance. I need some help with this. And one advice practice generated um, just over $2 million of new business in a year and saved just under a million from lapsing. Um, But even for them, you know, the scale that they're operating at, cost to serve compliance risk just means it was too too um it's you know they couldn't scale their business or so couldn't scale their offering
0: and yeah cool so yeah. so you went to go all oh, right let's automate these referrals let's get a whole bunch of leads into the businesses and then that's when it fell to crap and, and you realize that the the absolute crazy inefficiency that that providing advice for life insurance Yeah. That's where it fell over.
1: That's right. So, five or 600 referrals would go over and 400 would still be sitting there at the end of the year because Mm. you physically can't get through the demand for advice. Every client that's asked for it, you can't help them all. And it's not just what they were experiencing in their businesses. It was my own risk advice business as well. Like, BFP has been going for 35 years this year and... Um as I said, we want to grow and scale. I want it to be a viable business. I want to help more people protect their incomes, families and, and businesses in, in my community, in my area. I want my kids to join the family business like I did, but just couldn't see a future. So that's where, um, yeah, that's why we started LifeBid was to fix life insurance advice and make it affordable and accessible for consumers and make it profitable and viable for advisors to um, to, to provide.
0: And, cool. and And that referral like process is still in built into the life pit. Is that right? Like you've just yeah, now right. extended the whole solution out to the end, you know, advice.
1: That's right, yeah. So um, the referral solution, you know, fixed a, a little prob- a little bit of the big problem. Like it made it mm. really easy for professionals to educate and engage their client and refer, but um, that didn't fix the whole problem. I saw so that problem yeah. of, of cost to serve and compliance risk. So, um, yeah, that's when we just went, well, you know, nobody else has a chance of doing it. Um, and that's why we got together the Lifebed Working Group. So we've got um, support from, you know, six of the nine major life insurers. We've got foundation advice partners in licensees that, you know, represent self-licensed, um, self-employed and, and employed advisors from, you know, smaller advice businesses, you know, one or two people through to corporatized models as well. So, um, yeah. and then the industry support, support from the AFA as, as well.
0: Yeah, cool. I mean, I've, I've gone on your website, which is lifebid.com.au and I've looked at it and it said industry Wait, yeah, we're supported by our industry's most innovative leaders and you've got platinum and gold insurers and, you know, Zurich and OnePath are, are platinum um, supporters. So, what does that actually mean to bring on insurers as as partners in LifeBid? Um, so,
1: it's really important that, you know, we acknowledge that we're not going to fix the industry issues you know, without the participation of all stakeholders in the industry. So, you know, the regulators can't fix it themselves, insurers can't fix it themselves, advice providers can't fix it themselves. It's um, an industry issue that needs an industry solution. So um, the Platinum Gold Insurer Partners that you can see on our website, so we've got NEOS, MLC, Zurich OnePath, TAL and then you've got our your goal partners, Integrity and PPS Mutual, as well. It's really important to acknowledge them as innovative and progressive and wanting to fix advice and support solutions that fix advice. So, um, yeah, so A, you know, the first reason is that industry solution needs all industry stakeholders to be involved and, B, yep. um, it's really important to acknowledge those partners as innovative and progressive insurers who want to support advice and want to see the, the cost to serve and, and risk issues fixed as well. And and obviously, that's for the advice side, but also they want to see high-quality advice accessible and affordable for, for consumers as well.
0: Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, the reason why I, I ask that question is because I agree like you know, it's, it's it's really fun as an advisor to point the finger at as, at insurers and say it's all your fault. You guys are idiots. You've stuffed stuff up, and it's easy for them to point the finger back at us and say, "Well, you guys have churned, or you guys have done this." And it's, but it's just not helpful. Like let's just work together. We all want to work together to get more in, you know people insured. And so yeah, I think it's great that you're not just coming out there and saying, "Oh, we're going to work for advisors and advisors only." Um, and at the end of the day, that's your solution to help provide advice. But it's the same thing as, you know, you found out with the referrals, like you can, you can put more water into the, into the bucket, but if it's still leaking, um, then it's not going to help anything. So how do you fix that leaking bucket? And same, if you just built a really innovative solution to give more advice, but it didn't assist, you know, the, the insurers weren't on board, then you're just kind of passing that leaky bucket along, along the value chain. And so how do we, you know, fix the overall kind of problem and, and come up with a, you know, a collective solution for this.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, you know, you can't you can't fix efficiency issues, you can't fix technology issues, you can't fix, you know, regulatory uncertainties or regulatory fears, you know, that that are all, you know, accumulating to create this massive industry problem without the involvement and the support of all industry
0: stakeholders. And so, who, who is the end user for Lifebit? Is it an advice business who uses Lifebit?
1: Um, yeah, so... If we just start with the with the value chain essentially of of what life insurance is. So, you know, we've got we've got you know professional partners out there, accountants, mortgage brokers, general insurance brokers and, and their clients, and then also consumers trying to seek out what what we've got to offer that need life insurance advice. So starting with them, that makes it really easy for them to educate and say, hey, you need some advice and get that through to their, their local uh, life insurance advice partner. Um, consumers seeking out advice makes it really easy for them to find uh, an advisor in their area as well to, uh, to get help with that. Um, then the primary users, uh, obviously the advice businesses. So, um, you know, you, as, a, as an advice business, you'll be able to run your life insurance offerings and, and services on, on Lifebit in, in one platform. You don't need to use multiples of systems or have a you know, tech stack or tech spaghetti, so to speak. And then, obviously, licensees it benefits them um, from a from a you know risk management compliance point point of view as well, and, and monitoring. And then for insurers too, um, we're helping make their pools more sustainable by um, you know providing better ongoing service by making it easier for consumers to access the risk pools. And and um, ultimately, you know, the risk pools are sick, and we need for the insurers to be profitable and sustainable and healthy. We need we need more new people coming into the pool, more younger lives, and we need to be better at retention and ongoing service
0: as well. Mm. But but the ma- the main end user is an advice firm. Yeah, I mean everyone everyone uses it and plugs in. But the main end user will be the advice firm. Is exactly that? right. Yeah, the
1: advice businesses with um with their clients. But.
0: Yeah, but we need everyone else to support LifeBeard to to make it valuable for the advice business to be able to provide more advice and get more lives in there and and make the the insurance pool healthier.
1: That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, the seventy percent of new of new premium issued is, is originated with the help of an advisor, and I think it's just under half the market is um, of enforced premium cross group and things like that is is advice cover. So mm-hmm. retail advice. So it's um yeah, by making it easy for advice firms to operate and help their clients, it benefits all the other stakeholders, yes.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And and when is this gonna get launched? Do we have a date?
1: <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so we we're working towards we're working towards the end of the year to be in testing with our with our working group and um, and then like a full market launch, you know, not too not too long after that. So
0: You can tell, you can tell you in the software game when you use the words we're working towards getting into a test group at a certain date. There's so non-committal about the dates, but I've never fortunately for my own sanity, I've never built technology software, um, but I've seen technology software get built, and it's the the timeline is always much longer than, than everyone thinks when they start out.
1: Yeah, well, we're going. Um, yeah, we, we're going pretty well, and yeah, we're yeah meeting meeting deadlines and expectations. So um, for milestones, for milestone delivery. So yeah, the golden rule in any business is yeah. Um, under promise, over deliver. So, wow. um, and and yeah. So, it's just one of those things when we're working with the whole industry and have lots and lots of stakeholders. It's hard to commit to to timelines because you know we could be doing the best job in the world, but somebody else might not be able to meet a deadline. So, of course, um, yeah. yeah, but. I think it's um, important to to acknowledge that yeah, everything's going well, and and um, yeah, looking forward to to keeping the market up to date.
0: And yeah, so so starting to test maybe at the end of this year, and then what what's your kind of ideal? This would be perfect if we launch live for the greater market at. Um, yeah, so sort of
1: yeah, the the start of next year, mate. Like so, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah
0: so so a fairly short testing. And unless something completely stuffs up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, um, yeah. How many, how many, um, cumulative hours lost of sleep have you had um, building technology?
1: Um, I'm, I'm a pretty sound sleeper. It's not the loss of sleep, it's just the, um, I don't lay, lay awake in bed at night worrying about things. It's the, um, it's the, I'll just get one more bit done or I'll just do a bit mm-hmm. more. And then before you know it, you look at the clock and it's 2 a.m. You're like, I'm going to go to bed now. And then, um, and then, yeah, yeah, your four and five-year-old jump on you
0: at 6 a.m. So, it's... Um, yeah, yeah. So, I can see on your website, you've got a board of advice. Yep. And we just talked before and you know what this question is going to be. We talked before about the end user's predominantly advice, the advice practice. Why do you only have one advisor on your board of advice? Yeah. Um, well, there's more, than, there's more than
1: one. So, you've got – I'm the chair of the board of advice. I'm, I'm an advisor. Um, and then we've got Ben Donald. So, he's a practicing advisor, head of boss brokers, life. Um, still active out there and seeing clients. So, yeah, very experienced, 15 years plus as well. Um, we've got Catherine Hayes as well, who's a experienced operator as well there.
0: And then I think it's has got really You've you got three. Three, yeah. yeah. Three. And then – That's uh, my bad. I didn't include you because your face isn't on the um, – <laughs> Your face isn't on the on the website.
1: No, that's, I'm up the top as part of the team but that's all good. Yeah. Um, you, you, you scrolled over me and so you probably benefited yourself to be honest. But, <laughs> um, but And then I think it's really important to acknowledge that the licensees that are our foundation advice partners, like they do represent many thousands of advisors, as I mentioned before, across employed, self-employed and self-licensed and um, we are... Running focus groups with advisors as well mm. as we progress, you know, through the delivery of the platform. So it's not a, you know, it's not a solution. It's just going to be handed out from the top and say, "There you go, use it." It's um, it's designed by an advisor. It's being built by advisors. We've got advisors, mm. on our advisory board, and most importantly, we've got um, you know, that's foundation advice partner licensees who we are running those those groups with too.
0: And you know i'm I'm giving you a hard time but you'd get ten advisors and you get ten different opinions on what's what's the best outcome yeah um, so it is it is a good idea to kind of get uh, you know licensees are great is they can kind of get a sense of the collective this is what the collective does and at the end of the day if the licensee says we're doing this or we're not doing this the the licensee kind of model and arrangement we have in Australia means that that's what the advisors have to do
1: yeah so that's um yeah, that's part of that's part of it. Um, we are creating an industry standard. I mean, the advice process is the advice process. We all educate and scope. We all fact find. We all uh, pre-assess and research and do a strategy and present an SOA. That that doesn't change. Uh, we all need to do that. Um, it's just we we have a standard advice pipeline that we go through. Um, but you know, we all all like to put our own flavor of water through it, essentially. So. Yeah, LifeBid's making the end to end advice process Uber efficient and advisors can tailor certain things that they like. Um, licensee compliance teams can tailor certain things that they that they'd like to do, but we are engaging um we are engaging with, you know, compliance teams and, and regulators and things like that as well. So
0: Yeah, and I mean it'd be good to get you back on once it's live and I can kind of sit down and, and um have a look at it myself, which I haven't been invited to have a look at it, but that's okay, Brett. That's fine. We'll get there one day. Um, you're, but you're, on, I guess, you're on the
1: list, Phil. You're on the list.
0: <laughs> Everyone tells me that. You're on the list, Phil, but I never get invited to anything. Um, I guess one, one concern I have and, and my hesitation with any technology solution is you always – I've been around long enough to know that this will solve the problem, this will solve the problem. And then when you hear it so many times and you've realised that the solution hasn't, you know, that the technology solution hasn't solved the problem, you start to get a little bit more sceptical. So um, I guess how how is this not going to be like every other technology solution that says it's going to be brilliant and then kind of misses the mark?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. So the industry has been plagued with with um you know, with, with software that is meant to solve the end-to-end problem and it doesn't. Um, I think the main cause of that is that advisors are using, you know, 5, 10, 15, you know, different systems that solve a little piece of the big problem and those systems don't talk a lot to each other or talk very well to each other. And as, as I mentioned before, you end up with this, you know, tech stack that's actually tech spaghetti. Um by working with the industry across all different levels, having, um, you know, deep integration, by having standards for the ways that we do things and allowing advisors to run their life insurance advice and ongoing service offerings in the one platform um, and cutting the cost to serve by up to 90% and all all those things that Lifebit is delivering that you can read about on the website, um, that will ensure the success. So we've got... You know where there's a will, there's a way, and there's a will from the, all the key stakeholders, from insurers through to licensees through to advisors. Um, consumers will love it because they can actually, you know, if they've got low premium needs, they actually go and get the help of an advisor without being turned away as well. Um, and you know, it's just so important that we find a solution to this problem in the market, and everybody's invested in it. All the stakeholders from everybody's invested in solving the problems, um, and that's why that's why we will win. That's why it will work.
0: Yeah, yeah. and. Before I give you another answer to that question is, will you move into like holistic advice, you know, doing, you know, TTR pensions, resets, anything like that? Will, will LifeBid move into that?
1: We're focused on fixing life insurance advice to, to be honest and, um, and we'll play nicely with other, you know, holistic advice solutions and CRMs and things like that. So, um, yeah, we're not, not looking to go into investment or retirement or super or anything like that. Um, you know, fixing life insurance is our... Is our mandate and that,
0: and that's what we're doing. Does that does that scare you at all? That um, you know, if if I'm reading through the lines, this solution is for the insurance specialist. So someone like me, my business is is a perfect client for life bid. Um, but we, you and I, we're shrinking a dying breed. Um, and I think we are at the lows and, and it'll increase, um, definitely, especially if we have ability to serve you know, mum and dad clients, yep. uh, and we're not looking for that minimum ten grand premium or minimum five grand premium type of clients. But are you worried about you know just you're, you're having a solution for potentially a dying breed of of people?
1: Um, no, no. I think you know, being um, you know risk specialist advisors love life bid, which is great because they can run their business on it and do it very well, and and help help all the clients that they'd like to help without turning them away. Um, you've got your holistic advice businesses where you know the the investment super retirement planners don't really like to delve into risk and they have an in-house risk specialist that sort of sorts out the insurances first and works out what's what and then they sort of go through that that super holistic financial planning process you know and move funds and consolidate funds and the like and um, and then you've got the, the holistic practices that you um, you know, when you think about a client's ability to consume recommendations and information, they actually quite like breaking it down into bite-sized pieces and mm. just go, well, you know, let's get your insurances sorted because you can't really move a super fund or make a recommendation a super fund until we know where you're going to land on your on your life insurance needs and where that's yeah. housed. And then we'll do your budgeting, cash flow, investment, super retirement, whatever it is as a, yeah. as other planning and advice needs and, and break it up into bite-sized pieces. You know, I think... You know, the consumer's you know, appetite or ability to consume a 50 to 100 page SOA with multiple, multiple, multiple strategies in it is is, is fading away. And I think we'll move to a much more, you know, advisor led technology driven, super efficient industry where it's broken up into bite sized pieces and, and less overwhelming for the client in the, at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's why I I like to talk to a lot of holistic planners and like, how much time do you dedicate to the insurance recommendation? Like, oh five, ten minutes, you know, we'll kind of just tell them how we get to the needs analysis and, and the insurer will will tell them who that is. And I'm just like, ah, oh, like this is such important stuff and, and just like, you know, it it'd be, you know, unwise for me to brush over the investment piece and, you know, what funds are we using or what strategy we're looking at. Um, yeah, arguably, no consumer ever was able to consume a hundred-page SOA. <laughs> You're being a bit generous saying we're moving away from that. <laughs> uh, we were never in that space in the first place. Um, and I mean, that's the thing that I, um, I I like the idea of Lifebit is you are solving a specific need, and that's you know my my two cents on other solutions, software solutions out there um, has been trying to kind of do Everything for everyone, um, and it's, it's so hard to do. Like, just yeah. doing insurance, as you're probably noticing, is already hard enough just to nail that uh, and build that technology just for that. To think you can do that for every kind of piece of advice is,
1: yeah. And if you think crazy. about, if you think about like the average, um, like in the latest advisor ratings landscape report, the average financial planning client is a six year old couple, you yeah. know, looking to. You know, protect their nest egg and, and grow on that and harvest that well they're moving away from insurance they probably don't even have it anymore um, and if you think about risk advice and you know us needing to ensure the next generation of consumers risk advice is often like the, the foundation or the stepping stone to financial planning it's a very non-threatening mm-hmm. Um, way for an accountant or a parent or a friend to say, hey, you know, you've just finished uni or, you know, you've started your apprenticeship or you've had a baby, you've bought a house, maybe you should look at your life insurance. And, um, and that's why most, it's a very complex and confronting process for consumers and, and that's why most of the new premium written is through the help of an advisor because mm. we, we break down the barriers and make it easy for them. That's why it's just so important to nail the life insurance advice piece because, you know, risk advice in the past and moving into the future is is the feeder for holistic financial planning as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like when when I first started, you know, when I was, geez, what was it, um, in, in my early 20s, um, you know, all my first clients, my mates coming out of their apprenticeships, finishing uni, um, you know, they had very small income protection, bit of trauma insurance or something like that. It was like $70, $80 mm. a month and, you know, the cost to serve was a lot lower back then and the compliance was a lot lower, but we did it. And then as their needs grew, they had kids, they had, you know, bought houses and things like that. Their risk advice needs grew, but they've also been, you know, seeking out more holistic financial planning needs off the back of that, you know, life insurance advice initially. So, yeah, um, yeah so I think that's why it's so important to nail, you know, the life risk. Process and that's why we're fixing that because it is the foundation for all financial planning and and a very um, easy way to get started on on your planning
0: journey. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I'm excited to see it. Um, I yeah, actually, I'm going to get into a little bit of nitty gritty here. Yeah, you can tell me to get stuffed and and don't ask these p- questions. But like with regards to life, bid the 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 plan is can we can we do pre-assessments can we do quoting can we do applications like is all of that kind of aiming to be baked into the software
1: yes so end to end from hi john and mary to here's your policy you should only have to use one system that's our philosophy mm. yeah so you yeah, know need to do a pre-assessment it's done in life bid
0: all fact stuff. fine yep yep Ah, all right. Here we go. Let's do this. I'm looking forward to it. That's why I keep harassing you, saying like, "When's it going to be ready? Give us, give us a look." <laughs> um, any before we finish up, this has been really good. Um, really appreciate you taking the time. Is there anything else that you wanting to kind of people to kind of understand about LifeBid? Um, that I, you know, a question you're like, "Oh Phil, I wish you asked this question because it's, you know, something I'm really excited about." So I think we've,
1: I think we've pretty much covered off on it. Um. Just around, you know, why we're doing it. Like we all understand in the industry, like the listeners of this podcast, the My Risk Advisor podcast, like we we all understand the problems. We lead them every single day. Um, like we understand that it, it will take all stakeholders in the industry to fix the, the issue or to fix risk advice. And, and that's what we're doing with the Lifebed Working Group you know, technology and innovation is the only way forward. Like a lot of, um, when Xero came along and a lot of accountants worried about, well, what am I going to bill for? But they're billing more than ever because the technology takes care of all the grunt work that gives little perceived value to a client and they actually just sell their advice. Um, Yeah, which is good. Um, And I, I think, you know, just want people to understand that, you know, we're delivering this as an industry utility. It's for the benefit of all stakeholders. So it is for, the consumers it is for the advice practices it is to help the licensees manage their risks as well and it is ultimately to grow the pool for everybody and make, make life insurers more sustainable as well so
0: yeah um, yeah awesome so the the answer i heard was phil you did amazing asking great questions so appreciate the compliment um <laughs> thanks <Totally>. buddy <laughs> uh, um awesome well two questions i've asked you this in a lot la- in a previous episode so see if the answers are still the same um when do you get a chance to do your emails
1: Early in the morning, middle of the day, and it's a bad habit, but at two am sometimes nighttime. Yeah. at night time so, yeah
0: yeah so and what's one interesting hobby that you have um, well before I had kids, I used to do lots of interesting
1: things, but um i've just yeah I've just started back at the gym as a bit of a hiatus and and covert and all that sort of stuff, so I'm feeling uh-huh. pretty excited about that I've got to lose um God, I lose about 20 kilos, I reckon, of COVID weight. So that, that's my hobby at the moment. I'm going every morning. So, yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Good job. Um, a, f- a friend, one of my kids' friends, um, do you, do, are you a golfer? Did you used to play golf?
1: Uh, I drive
0: the golf cart. So, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm useless <laughs> at golf. I hate golf. I get, I, th- I throw the club more than my ball goes. But, uh, one of the girl's friends, dad's, um, gets his kids into golfing lessons so he can do it on a, on a Sunday morning. <laughs> and so, he just he takes must. his kids, they do a lesson with the coach and, and he goes off and plays golf, um, which I thought was a very, very good idea.
1: Uh, happy days. No, very good. Very good.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you very much. Um, so, for anyone who wants to know more about Lifebeard or get in touch with you, um, how do they do that?
1: Um, you can do a, a stay in the know on the LifeBid website, so lifebid.com.au, and um, and that'll come through the team, and um, yeah, that'll jump you on the waitlist to to and to keep stay up to date with newsletters and things like that. And um, yeah, any particular questions, we'll we'll
0: get back to you as well. So. Great. There's a big button up the top right. Says register interest. Check in your name, email address, and. Um, Brett will personally give you a call um, to give you personal updates. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go,
1: I just want to do a bit of a, um, a shameless plug to, to our, uh, our partners. So a big thank you to our Platinum partners, uh, Zurich, OnePath, uh, Tal, MLC and Neos and also our gold partners, BPS and Integrity um, and also our Foundation Advice partners and, and the AFA as well.
0: Well done, Giving, paying your respects um, so no worries I'll let you do that on the podcast um, awesome thanks mate I really appreciate you taking the time
1: thanks Phil cheers
0: alright bye thanks for joining us today if you've enjoyed this episode and you think someone else will get value out of it I'd love it if you could forward it on to them and as always we can continue the conversation in the My Risk Advisor Facebook group all you need to do open up Facebook and search My Risk Advisor, and I'll see you in there.